Welcome and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when it all aligns, everything works. This week, on um, this week's episode, we have Dr. Rachel Headley with us, and um, I'm going to share why this person is so fascinating. And she's, she's got a new book coming out and um, so many powerful things to share. But who is Dr. Rachel Headley? Headley, I should say. And um, she's really big at solving big, complicated problems. That is her passion. She applies her experience and lessons from a decade of satellite science research and a decade of satellite operational management. She's a professional keynote speaker with a TEDx and TED-esque talk um, type in front of over 10,000-plus live people within the audience. She's an author. She's um, written on many, many topics ranging from technical complexities of satellite systems to satellite data use in um, conservation to change strategy. She's also a global citizen and knows that, um, you know, she's written all kinds of things on her blog about travel situations in which she finds herself with as well. So obviously you can hear there's a lot that we're going to learn today. So welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Miles. Great to be here. Absolutely. Okay, so um, excited to talk with you. Where did you, um, you know, let's talk about your engineering scientific background and how it applies to business today. Well, I was lucky enough to find a passion within science when I was young. My, I'm actually a geographer by training, which is a might surprise a lot of people because it's a, I'm a very science-based person and and but what I find about geography that I love about business is that it takes a lot of different ideas and concepts and and problem solving techniques from a lot of different sciences and actually puts them all together. So in a lot of ways, it's what I do in business today, where I take a lot of solutions from different aspects of business and I put them all together. So my business partner is a organizational psychologist, talent manager has deep uh, background in working with people. And so we pull in all of her knowledge about communication and leadership and business ethics. And then we pull in my expertise in getting things done around project management and analyzing a ton of data and coming out with uh, a, a simple and practical solution um, to really solve a lot of complicated problems that perhaps individuals might not be able to solve on their own or, or single people in a bigger organization or even those entrepreneurs out there who are really trying to do it all themselves and, and it's just really complicated to try to bring all the things together at the same time. Absolutely. Okay, so what is it about that entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, how have you been able to support, um, support them as they go through big changes and, and some of the psychology behind it? Well, the change world is really what I became passionate about, oh, I would guess about 10 years ago, because frankly, I'd seen change was such an important part of my life. I remember when I went off to Penn State to work on my PhD, and I didn't sleep at all the night before. My car was already packed to leave. Uh, I, was living in a, I was living about 1,000 miles away, so it was a big move, and I was going to a place where I didn't know anybody. And I remember getting up in the morning, 
and looking in the mirror and thinking to myself, and maybe even saying out loud, are you really going to do this? Or is this really a thing? And I got my keys and I went out the door and I left. And that was an incredibly empowering moment for me as an individual. And then also a few years later, I, I was able to help bring a giant engineering team through a very complex and interesting problem that I thought might destroy the team. In fact, some people thought it was a, we called it a death spiral for our mission. And so it was really daunting, but we were able to pull the team through that and be very excited in the end and high five and, and take on the world after that. And so I really got passionate about change and, and how it can be uh, every, how it can be such a powerful tool instead of being such an intimidating and frightful tool like a lot of people think of it. And, and what I started doing was working with my business partner to develop what we call change types. So we took all of those really well thought out and well researched theories around personality types, Myers-Briggs, young archetypes, communication strategies, all those things. And, and we started looking at them through the lens of change and how if you understood your role and how you react to change, then maybe we could get you through it faster or productively to change that anxiety around change into excitement. And so that's one of the things that, we're, that we bring to both our individual coaching clients and our huge organizations that we um, consult and train with. Excellent. Okay. So you've actually created and developed an assessment that people can actually take. Um, tell us again, I think you've, you've described a little bit about, you know, why, but what's the end result if somebody goes through that assessment that, um, that you find so valuable? Well, what we do is we have divided, we, we have a little quiz that we have online. And should I give that URL? I would love it. Yeah. Tell us where we can go and access that. Perfect. So I have a little, like, just six-question quiz online. It's at rosegroupintl.com slash the-quiz. So to get there, it's pretty easy. And it's just a real simple quiz that gives you uh, the results that you're one of four kinds, four types of change people. So the first one is connector. And a connector are those people that make sure people get birthday cards and they throw potlucks and they really think about how everyone's doing in their um, social circle, whether at home or at work. And we all know and love these people in our lives. We also have um, organizers who I tend to think of a little bit like, let's say, uh, if you think about an accountant, for instance, who they love to take all those numbers and they love to all that sort of maybe chaos numbers to us normal people um, or fixers. I'm a fixer. They take all of the numbers that might seem really confusing and complicated to uh, say an average person and they create this beautiful organized um, understanding about the numbers in your business or in your home and personal life. Those are organizers or fixers, that's what I am. I'm a fixer. I like to come in and help other people solve problems or make other people's lives better in some way, in a very real way. But I like a little bit of chaos in my life. I like to be a little independent. I'm not so worried about what everyone else is doing around me, but I love to come in and save the day for people. And then our last one is called an independent. An independent is truly a person. We know the, most of us entrepreneurs have a little bit of independence in us. You know, we love the, the little bit of freedom and a little bit of chaos that comes with being an entrepreneur, but we also 
really love to step out and be separate and different than everybody else. And so that's sort of, the, those are the four types that we've identified. And in each one of those types, it's also really fun to see sort of the description and what motivates you. But also the power of, of those change types around change specifically is that we also work with individuals about, okay, well, if you're a connector, you actually have a harder time with change in the sense of you're not quite as fast to embrace it, but we also help you understand how you can better embrace change such that understanding how everyone else around you is gonna embrace that change and how you can move forward and help everyone else around you move forward in that change too because you're much more aware of the people around you than say an independent is. And so that's a really powerful way that you can use those change types as a tool. Excellent. I love it. So yeah, so you, you're creating awareness and then you're showing them how to get through it, which is very, very powerful. And, um, you know, and then posturing that. So um, are there like supporting tools or recommendations then that you have created or guides that you can direct them towards or, you know, what would be um, the support once somebody says, you know what, I'm finding out that I'm a connector. What then? What, what are things that they can do from that point? A lot of it has to do with the actual thing that you're trying to do. So generally speaking, we can give you general ideas about exactly how you react to change. And, and what we do, though, with those change types is there's an actual what we call the transition model, which sounds a little uh, academic, but it, there's a very specific way that every human, I don't care who you are, what kind of change type you are, you go through a very specific transition after a change event occurs. And so what we do in um, conjunction with your change type is we look at that transition. And what that transition looks like is there's an immediate, um, what we, it's called the decline. It's not always a negative, but it's basically a way that you, you kind of keep holding on to that before time, right? You look back and you think, oh, I wish it was this way. Or, or, or maybe when you get into a relationship, you think, well, maybe I really want to be single, right? We've all done that, right? And so there's that initial phase of, do I really want to accept what that new future looks like? And so there's that period of sort of tension between do I want the old or do I want the new? And then we get to that letting go phase where we all look forward into the new, the new way our life might be. And but a lot of times we're not really sure what that looks like because we're letting go of what's been familiar to us. And so what we do is we think, okay, well, I'm ready to look ahead, but I'm not really sure what that's going to look like. And that's the time when it's very creative and exciting because a lot of times, as you probably have experienced, you, you start a new job and you buy a house and you have a baby and you get married all at the same time. Wow. Right? And it, 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 this is what we do to ourselves. And we think, why do we do all of these things? But it's really because your, your mind is more open to new ideas and creativity and ways of solving problems at any other time. Because when you're kind of in that everything's kind of normal phase, you really aren't that, you tend to not be that creative. So we love these change transitions because it makes you get all that energy and excitement about the future and you have all of a sudden you're wide open to new ideas. Of course, the tricky thing about that phase is that you also have those down days. And like one day you think, especially entrepreneurs out there will totally know what I'm talking about, where one day you're like, I am on top of the world. Nothing is going to bring me down. It's going to be the best day ever. And then the very next day you're thinking, oh, no, this will never work. How, do, how am I going to make this happen? Right. Yeah. No, and that's so, very powerful. Yeah. And that phase, though, it's a little tricky. 
And it's very advanced. Like if you're leading people through that phase, then it's very tricky to let people feel those feels and let people have those really high highs, really low lows, but stay focused on that future goal. Having that future goal is so important. And so when I left and I got in that car that morning to go to Penn State, I didn't know who I was going to be friends with, who I was going to meet, how my life, I knew my life would be different, but I didn't really know with detail how that was going to be different. I just knew that I was going to get my PhD and that's, and that was the goal. And that was, that goal was worth all of the uncertainty that was coming my way. And so that's the key thing is that to get, to have that goal, to experience that change, and depending on if you're a fixer or connector, an independent or an organizer, you're going to deal with that change a little differently with that transition. And so then what we do is we can help you figure out, okay, how do I make the pain, those, those scary days a little less scary? How do I get through that transition a little quicker into that goal, into closer and closer to that goal, that goal phase? Nice. Okay. Now you're also, you've matched that. You've got a new book that's coming out this year in 2018 called Juice. Who did you write the book Juice for? And and what is the the value of that book that you're bringing out to everybody? Well, when we work, when we talk change work, a lot of it is because there's a lot of pain around change in organizations and for individuals. And what we really start thinking of is what really is it about organizations that, and, and businesses and even entrepreneurs with their own business that make that business exciting and passionate or just dreadful and sad. I mean, we've all gone into a place, I, I call it the background music of your organization. Is it a John Williams score like Star Wars or Superman? Or is it like, um, you know, a German opera, which is slow and moving and not very exciting most of the time right is it a funeral procession and so what is that and that's really the juice that we're talking about in the book and so what we do in the book is we talk about the basics of leadership that we feel give you your organization that juice what are the what are the foundations you know if you build a if you build a tall building it doesn't matter how beautiful it is if your foundation isn't strong and so what are the foundational leadership traits that we feel go into Um, a juicy organization. And then we lead into dealing with change based on those foundational principles. And those foundational principles tend to be things like transparency, accountability, basic stuff that we, we want our leadership to have, but is sometimes missing. And so we build on those basics and we lean into that change work at the end of the book where, because Frankly, leading a team through change, as I sort of alluded to, is very nuanced and complicated, and you have to let people be very extreme and emotionally and intellectually, and they're going to come up with bad ideas and great ideas, and you have to be able to nurture that in a way that builds that up instead of tears it down. And so really leading through change is quite a complicated and nuanced exercise. And so that's why we kind of build that foundation and lead into that with the idea that at the end, if you can pull that stuff off, you're going to have, your team is going to outperform anything you can imagine. And we really have seen this happen time and again, where people set a big goal that they think is almost unreachable and they actually blow right past it once they get their team uh, built and, and energized and powerful. Awesome. Okay, so you talk about the word change. 
what can you share with us as we as we come into the close of this episode? Can you take us through a personal change moment that you've gone through and how you navigated it or why it, it is so powerful that it's become such a purpose of yours? Yeah, there's a lot. There's so many examples. What's a good short one I could share? Well, one example I guess I could say is that, uh, that I could share is that a few years ago, well, quite a number of years ago now, I was let go from a job at the university. I was um, hired by a university president to work in her team, her personal team, and she resigned. And usually when you get a new president and they sort of change over those people. But I was hoping to make it through to a new president and he um, didn't need me on his staff. And so I was laid off work. And I, even though I intellectually knew this was coming or was a possibility, the actual event when it happened was um, still shocking and overwhelming. And frankly, I found out in February that I would be losing my job. My last day of the job would be in June. So I was very fortunate to have uh, quite a long lead time before I had to leave. But what happened was I was in that decline phase that, oh, no, what am I going to do? I don't know what the future looks like. I'm scared of that. I don't know what to do. I was looking for jobs. I, I had a lot of nice job offers but they were far away and my daughter is here and my ex-husband is here. And so I didn't want to have to ship her around. So I decided to stay to my local community. And boy, I tell you, I really struggled for those first few months. And then I decided to let go of what was, and I, that's when I really decided to go full time as an entrepreneur. And that decision to look forward as an entrepreneur and creating that new life is really that same change transition that I, that everyone experiences. And I was going through it at the same time. And it was exactly those moments I was describing. Some days I thought, there's no way this is not going to work. Cause frankly, a lot of professional women that make the jump to entrepreneurship are the best entrepreneurs I've ever worked with. They know how to work. They're smart. They know what it takes. And so I knew I would not fail. I knew I wouldn't fail. I just didn't know how I wasn't going to fail. <laughs> so I, ha I, had to, I had to release the ownership of the how, which is another powerful lesson. And I just knew I would make it work. And I did make it work. I made six figures in my first year and has only gone up from there. And so that was a very powerful change transition for me as an entrepreneur. And in fact, I still help other people make that jump today, which is a real passion of mine. Absolutely. And, and you can just tell by listening to you and how you describe, um, you know, your experience of going to Penn State, the experience that you had, you know, through this, um, this you know, that example that you just shared with, um, you know, your, your, the position perhaps going away and talking about, you know, scarcity and, and questioning all of those things, you know, really um, have a huge impact on how you serve your clients today. And, and I love that, you know, you're providing tools and resources and books and all kinds of things that you can support others um, in gaining that. So what a delight. And I know people that are listening to this episode are just, um, there's so much more to learn. So to, to learn more about um, Dr. Rachel Headley, you can visit our website at MarloHiggins.com where you can learn how to obtain her book that's coming out this year, how to connect to her resources, and then add her to your circle of influence. And again, we thank you for your time today on this episode and know that, that there was a lot of value that was shared here. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Marla. What a treat to be on your podcast. Absolutely. And we invite you to share this podcast with others. And thank you in advance for that partnership. 
This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day.